Can you think of something that you repeatedly do, a behavior of some sort, in hopes of changing a person you care about? And if so, why do you still do it knowing at a minimum nothing will change, but at most it causes them to drift away from you? If you're having trouble trying to control your urge to control someone else, head over to healedbeing.com and start making better relationship choices to bring you closer together. Life presents the toughest challenges. Every day you are faced with decisions that test your ability to express who you really want to be in this world. We're told to keep saying affirmations and keep thinking positively, but what do you do when that stuff doesn't work? Welcome to the Overwhelmed Brain, where you'll learn to make decisions that are right for you so that you can create the life you want now. Hello, this is Paul Coliani, and I am here to help you learn the skills you need to deal with life's challenges using emotional intelligence and critical thinking without compromising who you are. This show consists of my personal opinions and is meant for informational purposes only. Always seek a professional for your mental health and well-being. Something just occurred to me. I wonder how it is, like when I turn on a, a new podcast that I've never heard before, I am looking or listening for very specific things. Is the content relevant to me? Uh, can I deal with this host's uh, voice? <laughs> can I deal with their uh, intelligence, level of intelligence? And um, is this going to help my life in any way? And uh, sometimes I can get past three of four. Um, but I don't know. I'm. It's just a, a thought that occurred to me. If you're brand new, to the show. Welcome. And I hope you give it a chance. And if you don't, I have, um, over 500 episodes that you can listen to and give those a chance. (laughs) Dude, just give me a chance, please. No, I'm kidding. I'm glad that you're here and I'm going to get right to the content. Um, welcome everyone that listens to the show. I appreciate you. So glad that you're here. I'm going to get into, where is this message? This person wrote, um, Hey, Paul, I've been listening to you for a few weeks and you've helped me tremendously with the way I think about situations and uh, to make a happier and more comfortable relationship with my partner. Great. I have one question that I'm completely stuck on and I know it's impossible to answer, but I just need to push in the right direction. I have been a manager at my job for several years. I oversee many locations and it's uh, the most stressful part of my life. I have seen a side of my anxiety and stress I've never seen before, and it gives me panic attacks that I can't control. I'm not as outgoing as I used to be or as confident as I was before I took on all this stress. I really want to quit. I want to find a better job, but I don't want to make myself more stressed than I am right now. I'm great at my job, but I can't take a pay cut, and I can't take the stress anymore. So I guess my question is, how do I listen to myself and know what the right move is how am I supposed to find the right spot and next step for me? I'm so lost. That is impossible. <laughs> I'm not going to answer that. No, you wrote to me in hopes that I would have some sort of advice or insight or opinion on this. And I do. I have a thought. Um, but, at, you know, let me just preface this by saying, yes, this is a personal journey and a personal decision because I could tell you, Eh, just quit. Just quit and you'll be great. But if I told you that and you couldn't make your mortgage payment 
and they came and took your house or however that works. <laughs> if something bad happened, then that would be foolish and irresponsible of me. So it is a personal decision. And you know this. Everyone listening knows that. At the same time, I like to look at uh, situations like this and ask myself, what would I do? I've been in a situation like this and asked myself the same question. I asked myself, what am I going to do? What am I going to do? Because it, I, I have no way out of this. And I do have episodes on when you feel like you have no way out. I think it's like uh, when you feel like you have no options or, or something like that. If you go to theoverwhelmedbrain.com, you can look for the word options. Also, big decision-making, go to the same site and look in the search term, type in the word decision, and especially type in the word panic or anxiety. I have episodes on that as well, and that's going to be, or those episodes are going to be very helpful to you, I believe, I hope. So thank you for writing this. I'm not done yet, but thank you for writing this because uh, it's an important question, and I like to put myself in your shoes. Okay. So I've learned all these tools throughout my life. I've learned all these ways to handle difficult situations. I call it, um, dealing with life challenge, life's challenges and, uh, healing through life's challenges because sometimes you deal with them and then, uh, it causes a bigger challenge. So you have to heal through it. Just like if I said, just quit your job, you'd have to heal through that. You'd have to get through it. It could be difficult. It could be difficult as hell. You know, you might be put in a very compromising and, I guess, sacrificing situation if you quit. So there is a lot of downside to this. There's a lot of possible risk or probable risk. And because of that, it uh, stops us from making decisions that are right for us. But I need the money. I need to make sure that uh, my family's provided for. I'm paying the bills. Absolutely. And sometimes we have to make these choices that prioritize what's most important to us. And if you have to make a certain amount of money, then you have to, or, or at least for the reasons, like I just said, family, rent, mortgage, car payment, insurance, medical insurance, medical bills, college bills, you know, things like that. That all might be on the table. And then I think, okay, what if I knew, and this is kind of where I go with it in my mind, what if I knew for a fact that one week from now I was going to die? I always go straight to the morbid thoughts. <laughs> what if I knew I was going to die in a week? Well, then I'm not going to stay here for a week. That's ridiculous because it stresses me out. I'm not going to stay here getting stressed out every day and then I die and that was my life. I'm not necessarily uh, posing this question as a what would you say in your deathbed kind of question. You know, after living a full life, a lot of people say, well, I wouldn't have worked as much. And uh, yeah, that, that would be great. But we have to work. I mean, some of us, <laughs> some of us have to continue working. We have to exchange our time for money. We have to exchange our um, efforts for money. Because money is how the world operates right now. It's our current barter system, I guess you could call it. And uh, if we don't have any, it makes life a little bit more difficult. So we have made choices in our life to choose to work 
choose to create opportunities for ourselves so that we can get an income. So that's important. And I look at something like a big question like this as a values question. What's more important to me? This money or the level of stress and my mental health and well-being and my physical health and well-being? What's more important to me right there? It may not uh, be the same answer you have. What I come up with may not be the same as what you come up with. But to me, when I line these up and I see, okay, money is super important. And is my health second? My mental health? My physical health? My um, emotional health? Is that second? Is that third? Is it down at uh, number 10? Or am I placing it near the top, but is money still over it? Well, Paul, I need money. Without money, I can't take care of some things. Then if that's where it is, I'm not knocking you for that. I'm not putting you down for that because that's, that's where it is and that's where it needs to be because you're prioritizing it. So I'm prioritizing this because it's most important. And maybe you prioritize something like that because of the reasons I've already said. Got to pay the bills. But then I would take my own values, you know, again, putting myself in your shoes. And I look at my values and I say, okay, what's most important to me when it comes to all these things happening in my life? I'm stressed. I'm overworked. I like what I do, but I don't like these aspects of what I do. And um, then I also need money and, you know, all these, what I call values, what's important to you. What are these values telling me? They tell me what I prioritize. What order do I put these values in? That will determine my direction. If I put money at the top and that's the most important thing, then no matter what happens in the rest of my life, I have to make money. doesn't matter. I could lose my limbs in a car accident, but it doesn't matter because no matter what, I got to make money. And so when our most important direction or value in life causes us stress, like I got to make money, I got to make money, and I got to do it this way. This is the only way to do it. Then we have to reevaluate the value. And again, this is not, I'm not saying that you should do this. I'm saying that it's a good thing to reflect upon. It's a good concept to reflect upon by asking yourself, what do I value most? Because if I value my mental health less than money, then clearly I'm going to keep uh, doing what I'm doing to make the money I'm making. Because like you said, if I quit, I might get a pay cut. So this amount of money is the most important. So when I put your shoes on and I'm in this position, I think, okay, uh, I'm doing all this stuff and I'm working 8 to 10 to 12, whatever hours a day, which is most of my day, which is most of my week, which is most of my year and most of my life. What's the point? What's the point of being unhappy 80% of the time to enjoy the maybe 5% I get when I have time off or it's night and I'm relaxed or I finally get to settle down and watch TV, I guess, <laughs> or get into a bath. That would be nice. Or, you know, for some people, and uh, maybe just um, taking some time for myself. That's what I need to do. I, I need to take some time for myself, but it's only 5% of my life. And when I 
uh, try to evaluate what's going on in my life today and only 5% of it uh, I enjoy, I got to do something else about the 95% that I don't enjoy because I don't want to live this life knowing that 95% of it was just a lot of hard work and unhappiness and stress and anxiety and especially panic attacks. I don't want to live my life like that. So I'm going to rearrange things. And yes, I might have to make sacrifices. I might have to make a compromise. That compromise could be quitting, could be asking for resources from my boss. It could be changing positions. It could be requesting um, more help. I don't know. But I do know that the way things are today can't last. I won't last. I won't be able to survive if I continue going in this direction at this pace with all this stuff happening in my life. I won't be able to do it. So I'm going to fail. I, I will, um, I'll break down really what it comes down to. And I know the breakdown is imminent. So I see all these components of my life spread out before me on the table and I can look at that one and say, yeah, that causes stress. Yeah, that causes stress. That makes money, but it still causes stress. And this causes stress. And this, oh my God, this, this is so much that causes stress. I need to change something because I know I could see the writing on the wall, or in this case, all the components on the table that make up my future. This is my future. Failure is imminent. I'm going to break down if this continues. I can't sustain this. It's not sustainable. So I need to reevaluate what I value most. But I have this house payment and these car payments and I might sell my car because I can't afford it. Well, I can afford it because I have this job. Yeah, but I'm, I might get a pay cut. Oh, that means getting rid of my car. I don't want to do that. Y you may not want to. And I'm not saying you should. I'm saying when I look at my life and I see that 95% of it is stressful and awful and gives me panic attacks, which feels like dying, at least to me and a lot of people I've talked to, panic attacks. I don't want that in my life anymore. How do I get rid of it? Well, the problem with that if I, is if I get rid of what gives me panic attacks, then I'm not going to have enough resources to live. At least that's where we go, right? We go to that uh, conclusion. I will not have enough resources to live. Well, we got to keep in mind that uh, we'll always find a way. You know, Jeff Goldblum, <laughs> Jurassic Park, life finds a way. It does. We find a way because we're still here. If you're here listening to this, you found a way. That doesn't mean everything is easy and rainbows and unicorns. It's not that at all. But you found a way. And that's how I analyze life a lot is that uh, no matter what decisions I've made, as much as, as I've lost, I found a way through it. Now, I know the naysayers, or at least the uh, skeptical people, are going to say, yeah, but that doesn't always work out. You're right. <laughs> it doesn't always work out. And that is the risk. That is the leap of faith. That's the leap of faith I would take. I don't recommend anyone take that because that could lead to something worse. But I look at... Uh, this example or this real story, not an example, that the story is 95% of my life is awful and stressful and gives me panic attacks. So 
I can either try something to change that and maybe I'll get to 94% and have 6% of happiness or peace or comfort. Maybe I'll get to 90% of stress and 10% of peace, happiness, and comfort. Or maybe I'll get to 10% stress and 90% peace and comfort. I'm not saying there's an ideal number to achieve, but I look at what I'm dealing with today and realize something has to give. Something has to change. And that's what can happen sometimes is that we'll be in a a position that everything just feels like it's against us and something has to change. But changing it means sacrifice or compromise or huge loss. Do we want to experience the huge loss? And of course, a lot of this is made up in our mind. We believe it will happen. You might know it'll happen. You absolutely will know that you'll lose money if you quit because you won't have a job. However, you don't know if by quitting it opens up the door because you were able to go to another place and do an interview uh, where you wouldn't have done that before because you didn't have the time because you were working. That could happen too. Anything could happen, but it's all a risk. And when you take a risk, your life either gets better or worse. But when you take a risk, when you're already experiencing all this stress and tension in your life, things are bound to get better. But they may not. So that's not necessarily an answer for you. But I look at what's ex- what am I experiencing in my life today? And if I don't do anything, will I be okay? If I don't do anything and nothing changes, then this is how it's going to be. Will I be okay? If your answer is no, then something has to change. Something has to change. I'm sitting here thinking about that person who wrote and all the stress and the anxiety and I thought, Uh, Maybe somebody's listening to this and saying, Paul, why don't you suggest your sponsor, BetterHelp? (laughs) I thought, oh yeah, that's right. BetterHelp is online therapy. They are convenient. They are suited to your schedule. They connect you with a licensed therapist who can take you on a journey of self-discovery from wherever you are. And talk about that person who had a journey to go on. I mean, she's so stressed and she's having panic attacks. That would be a great place to share this stuff with is one-on-one help with somebody who wants to help you feel better. I mean, sometimes you have to get to know yourself, and that can be a lifelong process, especially because we're always growing and changing, just like the stories I say, you know, all these things that I've gone through. Each event in my life has helped me grow and change. And yes, it can be scary. It can be scary not knowing what to do and just having someone there to help you think through things and help you discover where your limitations are This is where BetterHelp comes in. And if you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. Again, it's entirely online. It's convenient and flexible. All you do is fill out a brief questionnaire and get matched with a licensed therapist. And you can switch therapists anytime for no additional charge, which is super convenient, just in case you're looking for somebody else that might suit your needs a little bit better. Check out BetterHelp over at betterhelp.com forward slash brain. You'll get 10% off your first month if you go to that URL. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com forward slash brain. And now let me throw this question at you. Um, 
You said if you quit, that would be a bad thing because that's a pay cut or what have you. There's a, a loss there that you don't think you'll be able to handle. And you might be right. Again, you might be right. But let me ask you, let's just say you're 95% stressed out all the time. I hope it's not that big of a number, but let's just say that's what the number is. You're 95% stressed out all the time and you do decide to quit. And now your stress level goes down 30%, maybe 40%. Let's just say 40%. Your stress, your stress level's gone down, gone down 40%. Knowing that every day that you live from this point on, at least for now, at least in this time period of life, knowing that you will have peace and comfort like 60% of the time, would you be okay being at that level of stress and anxiety and, and maybe even panic? Not 95, but you know, 65, 55%, whatever it is. If you knew that from this point on, your stress level and your anxiety decreased by 40% and you were making less money, but you had a decrease of 40% in your stress level, would it be worth it? That's the question I posed to you. That's something to reflect upon. I have less money though, and I don't know where I'm going to get that money, but my stress level is down 40%. I'm trying that on right now. I'm thinking, I don't care. I'll take it. <laughs> I want it. I want that feeling because at least 40% of my life is worth living and worth enjoying and feeling that peace and comfort 40% of the time as opposed to 5%, which sometimes it didn't even happen on some days. I was lucky because sometimes I got 5%. Sometimes I got a little more and sometimes I didn't get it all. I didn't get anything. I didn't get any peace or comfort. But wow, 40% less, I'm thinking that it's worth it to me. It may not be worth it to you, but I look at life maybe a little differently. Or I'm willing to take the risks, which I've done. I've taken risks while I have work and I knew if I quit, I would have no work and I would end up at the soup kitchen. That happened. I've told it on the show a few times and I don't want to bore you in case you've heard that before, but that's what happened. I was at a job. I finally got work. And then after three weeks, I had to quit because 95% of my life was terrible. That's what it felt like. So I quit and then suddenly I was happier. I was happy the day I walked out. I I had I knew that the next day we'd be going to the soup kitchen and I would have to figure something else out, but I was happy. And that was the best feeling in the world. That feeling of taking control of my life and walking out the door and thinking they can't put me there. I have too much dignity. I have integrity. I feel good about myself. I want to give myself this gift. I'm quitting and losing a source of income, my only source of income, and uh, I'm okay with it. The same thing happened to me when I was broken down in the desert in Flagstaff, Arizona. I was a thousand miles from home. I had really no money to my name whatsoever. We had just moved when I was married. And, um, I was going to have to drive home, but my car broke down. I was taking some classes up there and, oh my God, I was just 
panic and anxiety, what you're talking about now, that's how I felt. But uh, take all the years that you've maybe felt anxiety and panic and put it in like a six hour period of life where you feel it all at the same time and it's all coming to a head. The intensity of that feeling, it just, it was melting me. It was just devastating to me because I had no way home and I didn't want to leave my car with all the stuff in it. I had a lot of stuff in it and uh, I just, I didn't know what to do. And so something came over me that day that told me, just let it go. Just let it go. And I said, but that's my car. I have these thoughts in my head. Just let it go. You can let it go. I can't let it go. I'm arguing with myself. I can't do it. I'm too attached. I need this. And that was like uh, something holding me back. I need this. I need it. I need it. I need it. Holding me back. And something washed over me and I decided to sell everything. <laughs> I decided to sell my car and everything in it. Thousands of dollars worth of stuff for 200 bucks. That's it. I, I sold everything. I sold my car and everything in it for 200 bucks to a tow truck driver. And then uh, he gave me a ride to a bus terminal and I even gave him 20 bucks for that. So I had 180 bucks in my pocket that uh, allowed me to buy a bus ticket home. That was it. It was the most peaceful, comfortable, spiritual experience I've ever had in my life. That bus ride home was just a phenomenally, I can't even, it's a, it's a non-verbal experience. I, I can't even explain it to you because I felt like I just left all my anxiety behind me. I felt like I left it back there. All my problems were attached to all that stuff. And I needed a car. Yeah, I need a car. I got to get to work when I get back. I got to do something about that. But boy, in that moment, when I let that go and I finally got that bus ticket and I got on the bus and that was it, that was, I'm going home, I'm, I'm on my way home, that was the most important step of my life. That was the most important step I took for myself because I made my um, mental health, my emotional health, even my physical health, the most important component of life. I, I made that a priority. And when I did that, my life changed. I actually became a minimalist after that. I, let, I was okay letting go of things. That huge box of video and audio cables in the garage, gone. <laughs> That's something I collected for years. I hoarded those cables. I wanted to know that I always had a cable available. And when I got rid of it, I didn't miss it for a single day. But you might need an HDMI cable. No, I just buy one. I'm going to need one, what, once every few years. <laughs> so I, when I get rid of that box of cables and other things, my life got easier. I started letting go of attachments. And it felt uh, spiritual again. It's just there's no words for it. It was a peaceful place inside of myself. And when those attachments were gone and I had, I had no need for them anymore and just wanted them, I could still want things. I'm not saying you can't want things, but that's what it was. I, I learned that I didn't need this stuff anymore. If I had a favorite jacket and somebody else really loved it, 
I would give them that jacket because I would love to see that the, the smile on their face and how grateful they were. That felt better to me. There's a different priority, a different meaning. Things had different meaning to me after that. And so my values changed. My priorities changed. And I figured it out. Because after that, yeah, I, I didn't have a job. I didn't have work. I didn't have a car to go to work. What am I going to do now? I want to figure it out. That's what I'm going to do because, damn it, I've lived this long and I've figured other stuff out and I've gotten through it because here I am still alive. I'm still talking. I'm still breathing. I made it. And that's what I'm going to do again. I'm going to figure it out. This isn't advice for you. This is just a reflection of my own life and how I think and the philosophy that I live by because if I don't live by any other philosophy, then life tends to crowd my brain and overtake my psyche and my emotions and then things get very difficult because I'm not willing to give up certain things or believe that things will work out. I, I mean, I'm not perfect. I still have stress. It's just not uh, pervasive in my life. It only happens every now and then. It just happens every now and then because I've decided that instead of continuing something that hurts me because something that's giving you panic attacks is hurtful, instead of continuing something that I know hurts me, I'm going to move in the direction that I feel is best for me and then figure it out. And it's probably the worst advice, <laughs> not giving you that advice, because if you take those steps, like similar to what I took, you could be broke for a while. You could lose something. You could, you could have a sacrifice in your life that you don't want. For me, I believe that and maybe this is a spiritual belief. I believe that when I take the right steps for me, the, um, the universe provides, God provides, whatever your belief is, whatever, whatever's out there, it happens. It just happens. And that's a, uh, a irresponsible, that's another irresponsible thing to tell you because what happens in my life is that I can be sent a lesson that I don't want. <laughs> I don't, I may not want a lesson of my car breaking down a thousand miles from home. I did ask for that one. <laughs> I asked for a mystical experience once and guess what happened? That happened. And it was definitely the most mystical experience I have ever had in my life. Sometimes that happens. <laughs> Sometimes we ask for something and we get it. Sometimes we don't ask for something and we get it. What do we do with it? Hopefully we learn from it. Hopefully it strengthens us in some way, even just being smarter next time. Or maybe it'll cause us to let go of something that we are holding on to because we fear that letting it go will make things worse. And I look at life and I think, but it's 95% sucky now. <laughs> so do I want that 95% to continue or do I want to take a risk and get 5%, 10%, 20%, 50%, 90% better? Is it worth the risk? To me, it is. To me, it is. But you have to assess that yourself. This is a personal journey. And I hope whatever I said today is helpful along your journey in your decision-making process because 
You deserve to live a life that isn't always stressful and giving you panic attacks. But that's not how it's supposed to be. Maybe it is, but we're supposed to beat that. (laughs) We're supposed to get over that. We're supposed to get past that because we're at a time in our history of humanity that we can overcome some of the challenges that um, generations long ago had to deal with. Most of us do not wake up to no electricity and have to go um, hunt and gather our food. Most of us don't have to do that. Some people enjoy doing that. Some people make it a choice. Some people don't have a choice. Maybe they have to do that. But most of us, I mean, you're listening to technology right now, have access to electricity, have access to technology. So life has gotten more convenient. But if our stress levels are still up there, then there's something off because we should be balancing out. This is my personal perception of the world and how it should be. Technology and other advancements have allowed us to balance out a bit. Now I don't have to walk 10 miles to my friend's house. I can take my car. We can talk about the impact on the environment and all that too, but that's not this show. (laughs) I'm saying that life really has changed over the thousands and thousands of years or tens or hundreds of thousands of years that we've been around. Life has changed and helped us to balance ourselves out. And so now we have to be in this balance. If we're, if we're not in this balance, then something's going on. Something is off. In my opinion, something is off. So we need to figure out what that is and start making little shifts or big shifts in our life so that we are back in that balance. And, um, you know, if you don't like balance, use a word that works for you. But I like the word balance because I like to have uh, parts of my life that are work, parts of my life that are challenging, including work, uh, parts of my life that are relationships, parts of my life that are challenging, including relationships. <laughs> and uh, there are, are all kinds of aspects of our lives that are both challenging and need work and also uh, give us time to play. I mean, you need play. I, I was just telling my girlfriend this the other day. I said, you know what? Um, you might think I'm a big uh, kid. <laughs> you might think that I'm just a big kid because I do like to play. I like to have fun. I like to joke around. And um, that's not because I'm a guy and I'm uh, in, intrinsically immature. <laughs> it's not that at all. It's because, and I've gave her an example. I said, have you ever seen an adult cat play? Have you ever seen uh, full-grown animals play? I said, play is a part of our nature. It's part of who we are. And we play as children because we enjoy it. And sometimes we're just, we like to laugh and we play as teenagers sometimes to push limits, (laughs) sometimes to figure out boundaries and it keeps us active, and it keeps us healthy. So why would we stop playing when we're adults? I mean, there's so much benefit to playing and laughing and enjoying life. And if we only have 5% of the time to even think about playing, but we're so tired and exhausted that we just use it to rest, then where is the playtime? Where is the balance in our lives if we don't play? I said, when I see an adult cat playing, that's that cat trying to keep its skills up for hunting and 
maybe it's actually enjoying itself. It does look like it's enjoying itself. It's something that you know, I've had a cat most of my life. It's something I loved doing with my cat, playing with my cat. And so why can't we do that as adults? Why not? I think it's normal. My girlfriend said, yeah, I totally agree. And I thought, oh, I, I didn't think you, I didn't think you would. <laughs> she goes, I'm just not very good at playing myself. She said that uh, she needs to learn to play more. She needs to learn to connect with that part of herself. And I thought that's a great idea. And you know, she is playful, but she definitely is uh, more serious than I am most of the time. <laughs> so I do kind of come off as overly playful around her when I just think it's part of my personality and that's who I am. And it's not overly, it's just part of my balanced nature. I am serious about work. I am serious about play. I'm serious about recreational time and comfort and peace. And I'm serious about everything I do, but I'm uh, serious to the point where I go all in. That's all I mean. I go all in to each aspect of my life and try to create that balance. And she sees it and she says it. She says, you're one of the most balanced. Well, maybe she doesn't say it that way. She says, you have balance in your life. And I see that and I could learn a lot from that. She says something like that. She says, I don't do that. It takes me uh, a, a lot of energy. It takes a lot of energy for me to get up off my computer. This is her saying this, uh, and even go to the bathroom because I'm just so focused and she has to figure out how to get out of her seat just to regulate her intake of food every day. So she's one, she has a personality type that is just like, um, she says ADD. I don't know what it is, but highly focused on what she's doing. And it could be hours and hours and hours. And then she finally realizes, oh, I've been hungry for the last eight hours. I, I should probably eat. I said, you can't do that to yourself. She says, I know, I know I'm, I'm trying, I'm trying. And she is getting better, but point is I try to find balance in my life. And I think that's important for you, which is another one of my priorities. Another one of my values. I have to have balance. If I don't have balance, I'm not going to be as productive at work. If I don't have any balance, I'm not going to enjoy my playtime. If I don't have any balance, I'm going to be stressed at night when I sleep. Balance is important to me. And I believe it's an important aspect of all of all of us. And if you don't believe me, watch adult animals play. Cats and dogs and other animals, they love to play because that's part of life and it is part of who they are and is part of who you are as well. So I don't know if uh, anything resonated with you today, the person who wrote or anyone listening. Thank you so much for tuning in. I do hope this has been helpful to someone out there, especially you who wrote. Thank you for your letter and I do wish you much strength through this. You will get through this and you will figure it out. You just have to decide uh, what's most important and start thinking about what that looks like if you made certain changes in your life or not. Because that's something I like to do is uh, my final words here. I like to think about what would happen if nothing changed? What if I decided to do nothing and this is how my life was for the next five years? What would happen then? When I think about your situation and me being in that, me being in your shoes, ugh, <laughs> that makes me feel ill. And at that point, I'm definitely thinking about doing something different. Thanks for tuning in. I appreciate you. We'll be right back with my thank yous and my goodbyes and my final words right after this. 
Thank you for listening to another episode of The Overwhelmed Brain. I want to thank the patrons this week, patrons of the week. I read new names every week. Christy, Andy, Sally. A special shout out to Deborah. She uh, said, hey, my card number is changing and I want to continue giving you money. <laughs> just being transparent, just being honest. Deborah, you rock everyone that is a patron for this show. I am so grateful for you. And uh, you are definitely helping keeping the lights on and continuing to support what uh, my mission over here, I guess you could call it. Thank you, Deborah, for renewing your card number. Veronica, Holly, Adriana, Leela, Anna, all of you are so amazing. I am grateful for you. I don't try to come on here and beg for money or anything like that. But these people, they reached out and they wanted to support the show. So I helped them do it. <laughs> if you find value in the show and you want to give back, head over to moretob.com and you have options to do that over there. Thank you, patrons. I am grateful for all of you. And for a show on how to deal with difficult relationships, visit loveandabuse.com. That's where I talk about manipulation and control and challenging people and challenging situations. Loveandabuse.com. I've been doing that since 2019. I think you'll find that very helpful if you're dealing with anything like that. And if you figure out that you are the difficult one in the relationship and you need to work on that in yourself and you want to change, Head over to healedbeing.com and that's where I created a life-changing program that will absolutely improve your relationships if you do the steps. <laughs> you have to do the steps. I've heard from people that say, uh, uh, my partner isn't changing and I don't know why. And I say, well, they're not doing the steps. If you do the steps, life will improve, things will improve. And uh, this is the best chance at saving or strengthening a relationship if there's still love in their heart. Healedbeing.com is where you can find that. And finally, thanks to Kevin McLeod of Incompetech.com for some of the music transitions in The Overwhelmed Brain. And my final words, I'm going to um, reference back to that letter that I received. She wrote at the very end of her message, she said, I um, can't take a pay cut and I can't take the stress anymore. And so this brings up like a, an either or situation, either you're going to have to do one thing or the other. You can't have both, right? You, you said it yourself. I can't take a pay cut and I can't take the stress. So when it comes down to one choice like that, I go right back to the same question. If nothing changed, or it's a similar question, if nothing ever changes, which one would you want? It's similar to before, like I said, uh, if nothing ever changed, would you be okay with it? But if nothing ever changed, which one would you want? Would you want to continue with the stress? Or would you want to continue with the pay cut? Because I'm changing this from an and to an or. I can't take a pay cut or I can't take the stress anymore. That's an, that's an or um, comparison or evaluation, evaluating your choices here. I can't take a pay cut or I can't take the stress anymore. So which one do you want? Do you want the stress or the pay cut? <laughs> when you put it that way, the answer might be easier. Might be difficult to make. It might require a huge risk, a leap of faith. But this is how I perceive and this is how I philosophize, how I look at life, how I look at big decisions. Am I going to continue doing this or am I going to do this instead? If I do this, it's stress. If I do this, it could be a huge challenge. It could be more stress. But I know that if I stay here, 
It is stress. No matter what. I, I, that's a guarantee. If I stay here, it's stress. But if I go here, it could be stress or it could be freedom. But it could be stress. But it could be something else. So I have a whole world of possibility on this side. But I have a guarantee on this side. My guarantee is if I stay here, I will make as much money as I need and be stressed. But on this side, I have all kinds of possibilities. Am I going to take that leap? Am I going to take the risk? That's what I'm going to leave you with today. And I wish you the best with this. You can do this. You will make it. Just keep your mind open because that's where your power is. And that's how you create the life you want. Always take steps to grow and evolve. You are powerful beyond measure. And above all, and this is something I absolutely know to be true about you. You are amazing. Purchase new wiper blades from O'Reilly Auto Parts today and we'll install them for free. See better and drive safer with O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, oh, oh.